Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Could you possibly be the jerk for stealing your own cat back? We'll get to that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for being a picky eater at Friendsgiving? I, 26-year-old female, joined a group of friends I met in grad school. We range anywhere from 23 to 30, and we're a mix of men and women. I was bullied out of my old friend group, so I started hanging out with the current group since February. They've all been friends longer than I have, so I'm like the new addition. For the last couple of years, they do Friendsgiving, which is usually a week or two before Thanksgiving, and we all bring a dish or a drink to someone's house. This year, our girl, Lisa, said she would host since her and her fiancé just moved into a big condo. We were all assigned to bring something, but it didn't have to be Thanksgiving-themed. Any food would do, which defeats the purpose of Thanksgiving, but whatever, I'm not the hostess. Now, I've always been a picky eater. I don't have allergies or anything, but I know what I like, and I'm not interested in trying new foods. That may offend some people, but that's just who I am. We have a Google Doc for who was bringing what, and I quickly realized I wouldn't be able to eat anything except bread rolls and apple pie. And I was bringing the pie. There was a lot of foreign food since most of the friend group comes from diverse backgrounds. Some examples are Lisa's Chinese. So she was going to make Chinese barbecue pork and steam a whole fish. Another person's family is Lebanese, so they were going to bring hummus, parsley salad, etc. I googled the foods I didn't know, and none of that sounded appetizing to me. So I texted Lisa and asked her if she could provide something for me to eat so I didn't starve. She asked me what I was thinking, so I provided her with some options, such as pizza, burgers, spaghetti with meat sauce, etc. She said she would. So I go to Friendsgiving and everyone starts to help themselves, and Lisa brings me out a pizza. I asked her where my other options were, and she says there are no other options. I said I liked pizza, so she got me pizza. I felt this was unfair, because everyone had a variety to choose from, and I was essentially being forced to eat one thing. We got into an argument. I told her when I gave her a list of options, I expected her to have a few different ones for me, like a good hostess would do. She said no, why would she provide a bunch of food, I never said a bunch, for just one person. No one stood up for me and a couple people even sided with Lisa, saying I was acting spoiled. I ended up in tears and left early without eating anything. Lisa wouldn't even give me back the pie I brought, which was unnecessarily mean. That was a couple weeks ago, and everyone is ignoring me. Granted, it's nearing the end of the semester, so we've all been busy. I'm starting to feel like there is a miscommunication between Lisa and I, but I wanted to see if anyone would side with me. My friends are aware I only like a few foods, and I feel like I'm being bullied for my tastes. I'm super anxious and upset, and can't focus on my finals. So Reddit, am I the jerk? I'm sorry to hear that OP got so upset about this, but I do think it's kind of picky to ask somebody to provide something for you to eat at an event where everybody pretty much brings their own food, and then being upset there aren't multiple options when the one they provided was perfectly fine. Do you guys think there would ever be an expectation to provide more than one option? 
Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy getting to decide whether or not people are some real jerks, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for deciding to skip my stepson's wedding and stay home with my children? I've been married to my husband for 25 years. He has two children from his first marriage, Kai, who's 28, and Mia is 27. My husband's first marriage ended during the pregnancy with Mia when his ex moved another man into their home. She told my husband to leave and she was planning to marry the other guy. A DNA test was done when Mia was born and another was done on Kai later. Custody was decided and the divorce was finalized when Mia was still a baby. I met him six months later and we married after a year together. My husband's ex made our lives heck. She alienated the kids from me, we were in and out of court, therapy. They were always placed in mediation and co-parenting classes to try and get them to a better place. Nothing helped. Her second husband left and that only made her worse. Then she married again but that also ended. My relationship with my stepkids breaks my heart. I love them. I've always tried to be a respectful and loving stepparent who doesn't talk bad about their mom, overstep my place, or assume they would love me the same as their parents, but I hoped that we would be close. They've been rude or distant and cold, but I loved them regardless and my husband took the lead with them. When my husband and I had our own two children together, they didn't bond with them, but we still hoped time and therapy would help some kind of relationship form. Now my stepson is due to get married. He told my husband our kids weren't invited since it was a child-free wedding, but then he told me what I could not wear because the two mothers were going to match the theme and I'm not counted in that. That I would not be given a corsage to wear so people would know that I'm not one of the parents. He said that I wouldn't be mentioned in any of the toasts, I wasn't welcome to give a toast, that the photos with the parents and immediate family wouldn't include me, and after my husband asked him why he was making such a big deal out of this, he said I needed to know my place, and then admitted he didn't even want me there. So I made the decision not to attend, and instead stay home with my children. I've reached a breaking point where I just no longer see a future where we might get along better, and clearly I'm not wanted at all. But my husband's family are furious and say I was invited so I should go. Am I the jerk? Not only do I think OP's not the jerk, I think they should kill them with kindness. Be honest, be open, say you have nothing but well wishes and love for them, that you have no ill will towards them, and simply that they told you they don't even want you there. If OP's really done nothing to deserve this treatment, I would go full kindness. Maybe they'd realize they were jerks. I don't know if it's manipulative or not, but I feel like I would say like, I don't want to harm you, I don't want to be a damper on your big day, if you don't want me around, you don't want me there, I respect that, and all the best to you. I think there's even some comfort to find in that because you accept things as they are. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling him to leave? My son Jimmy is 17 and he dropped out of school, said, doesn't feel like attending anymore and told me privately he doesn't want to get a GED, and I didn't say anything because I didn't know what to say. My husband Evan works every day. He's a doctor, he's always on call, and recently has been asking my son what he's doing after high school. And Jimmy just changes the question, and it started to get heated last month with arguments. Last night, I got home and Jimmy's stuff was being picked up by his girlfriend Rose. And I asked Rose what was happening, and she said Evan kicked him out, and I was mad. I walked in the house and me and Evan started arguing and I said, why did you kick him out? 
And Evan said, you didn't tell me he dropped out, you told me he got suspended. He just wants to live off us and I'm not having it. So I said school or kicked out, and he said kicked out. I told Evan to leave, and he tried to say let's talk it out, but I kicked him out. My mother called me saying Evan was right, my sister said Evan overstepped his bounds, but a majority of my family is on team Evan. Am I the jerk? There's actually a surprising amount of people jumping straight to calling OP the jerk, but there's really a multitude of things here, like yes, OP should have been honest in that Jimmy wants to drop out. But they're also only still 17, and who actually knows how Jimmy himself is feeling here? Could all of this be stemming from something that could use some addressing, like therapy? At a very simple baseline level, the decisions Jimmy's making is obviously disappointing and seems mooching, but jumping straight to conclusions, getting heated, and saying school or kicked out. I don't think that's the way to handle it. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not paying half the speeding ticket? This happened last weekend, but I'm still going back and forth, so I need an unbiased opinion. I, 21-year-old female, and my friend, M, 22-year-old female, was riding together in her car. She was driving and I was the passenger. It was a good two-hour drive, and she ended up getting pulled over for going 79 and a 50. After that, she dropped me off home. Three days later, she sent a text saying I'll be paying half the ticket since I was in the car too. I have no intentions on paying for a ticket I didn't get. So I told her no. She texted the group chat and told everyone and it split 50-50. So am I the jerk for refusing to pay half the ticket? If you were the one in the passenger seat saying, can you go a little faster, I want to get home already, then maybe. But even then, they're still the one that actually drove that fast. Even if you were egging them on to go that fast, they have control of that vehicle, they'll go as fast as they want to. It's not OP's responsibility to pay any portion of that ticket. Also, good luck to their friends' insurance premiums, they're gonna start paying a lot more than just that ticket. Our next story is, am I the jerk? I, 39-year-old female, lied to my brother, 41-year-old male, about my financial situation because I don't want to help him. My husband, 41-year-old male, is a farmer, while my brother works in IT. He and his wife, 41-year-old female, always talk about his cute little farm and have never visited it or asked further questions about it. It's not exactly a cute little farm, it's rather two separate larger businesses with several employees which he manages and in which he also both works manually to get a break from the paperwork he hates. There's also properties he's renting out. I've never talked or explained any of that to my brother. He never asked, and both he and his wife have made several comments that showed me he's looking down on my husband. Never to my husband's face though, if it helps. I'm also cautious around my sister-in-law, who has a bit of a spending problem, and my brother, who always enables her. If you look from the outside, we seem like a normal middle-class couple. There's nothing fancy about our cars, home, or activities. So, things went to a head last year for the first time, got resolved, and are bad again now. My brother and his wife own a home and they have a kid, 4-year-old female. Due to excessive spending, 2 new cars per year, buy vacation and star resorts each year, etc. They're financially in trouble. My brother asked me if I could help with the utilities or the mortgage and told me he might lose his home. I lied and told him I wouldn't be able to. Mostly because of their comments about my husband, I didn't and don't want to help. 
Also, part of me thinks that if they sold their still brand new cars and would buy used ones instead, or even stop the constant vacations, there wouldn't be any problems at all, due to the amount he's asking for. I feel like a jerk though because A, it's not my place to judge where they put their money, and B, we could pay off their home and cars and it wouldn't even put a dent in our financial situation, but I still don't want to. So, am I the jerk? Well, regardless of your motives or reasonings, if it's your money, you're not obligated to bail anybody out. I think that already makes you not the jerk. Let alone the fact that they've been disrespectful towards you in the past and assuming about your position. I think it's a very understandable feeling to have. And them being reckless with their spending makes it very easy to not want to throw more money into that fire. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my sisters they're getting nothing out of me for our mother's care? I'm the oldest of four and the only boy. Mom always wanted girls, and so when the oldest of my three sisters was born, I was tossed aside by my mom. It only got worse when my other two sisters were born. Then my dad died and I was left the only male in the family, unwanted by my mother and not cared about by my sisters because they were especially close to mom and loved being her girls. My mom loved telling everyone she was a girl mom. She talked about being a girl mom was her dream come true. I was often left at home while she had her girls days. There was never a mom and son day. A few times she was able to look me in the eye and tell me she forgot I was there if I spoke. There was never any shame in it. I did everything to try and be a good son and to win her love, but it is what it is I suppose. I cut her off when I turned 18 and I went to therapy to build up my self-esteem and to try and find healing. My sisters and I didn't stay in touch either. They admitted to not having missed me when they reached out to say mom's been diagnosed with ALS. They wanted my help taking care of her and I refused to help. They contacted me four times now and the last time is when I told them they get nothing out of me. I said I would never lift a finger or spend a cent on mom after she discarded me once she got the girl she wanted. They say she's still my mom and they're still my sisters and I owe my family. The oldest of them told me I was being a selfish, spoiled brat who was acting like a toddler because mommy didn't love him. But I'm meant to be an adult and not take random crap out on mom. Am I the jerk? I have relatives who were treated exactly in this way growing up and it's sad to hear about because for me having heard them being treated like that while they were growing up, they seem to still like care and want that love and attention from their parents. I think considering the way OP was treated, I'm honestly glad that they're not caving in here. They know how they were treated, which was absolutely second rate. OP wasn't a child to her, he was an obligation. I don't blame OP for whatever they decide to do. Our next story is, am I the jerk for speaking a language just to shut my sister's boyfriend up? I'm 22 year old male, into learning languages. It's a hobby I have. I can speak four languages by now and I'm learning a fifth. So recently some friends and family gather to watch a football match at the World Cup, Spain versus Germany. My sister's boyfriend and my boyfriend also joined to watch the match. As the match was getting more interesting, we started talking about some players from both countries. And I mentioned some like Mario Götze, Thomas Muller, Leon Goretzka, Manuel Neuer, Lucas Klosterman, etc. At this point, I was speaking Spanish and wasn't pronouncing the names correctly as if it was German because that's nonsense. I mean, I was speaking Spanish and pronouncing names in another language is just weird. So I pronounce it as a Spanish-speaking person would do it and in a way that it makes sense. 
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. ...in the language, since some German phonetics don't exist in Spanish. I do this with other languages too. If I'm speaking French and I have to say an English name or place, I say it as it makes sense in the language, even if I know the correct way. My favorite is when I have to say Worcestershire sauce in a foreign language. It sounds funny. So, as I stated above, my sister's boyfriend was there too, and he started correcting me to show me how to pronounce the players' names correctly. He got them all wrong. I didn't say anything the first few times because I was just enjoying the match. But then he became so annoying, correcting me at every German word I said. He didn't know I speak German. I speak four languages, but I don't usually go telling everyone. So I was tired of his behavior. I told him in German, I had no idea you speak German. Maybe we get to practice once you help me improve my pronunciation. I know my German isn't perfect, but I certainly know way more than him. He didn't get a word because he doesn't speak the language. And my sister looked at me pissed, so our other friends started laughing at him and he seemed really pissed. My boyfriend, who was also tired of his attitude and comes from Austria by the way, started speaking German to me and we exchanged some words. The match ended and everyone left. He also left, but my sister was mad at me for humiliating him, and she told me that he was mad because I should have told him I speak German, so he wouldn't have looked like a loser. I swear, I didn't do it to humiliate him. I was just tired of his attitude and wanted him to stop, and I thought it was the only way. It worked. But I'm also refusing to apologize, as my sister wants me to, because he's the one who started. This was him. Apparently, it can only work as a one-way street in that household with, with those people. If they try to correct you and humiliate you by teaching you the pronunciation, completely fine. You turn it around on them? Oh, how dare you. I think OP's not the jerk, and it's kind of a big flex to say, oh yeah, I speak four languages. Our next story is, am I the jerk for agreeing to act as the father of the bride in my niece's wedding? My sister married my best friend Jamie, and they had a daughter together, Rosie. Rosie was five when Jamie died. He was diagnosed with a heart condition months before, and was in a bad way by the time diagnosis came. So he knew it was coming, but he had hoped he could get a transplant in time. Jamie had no family. He was a foster kid as long as I knew him, but we became brothers through our friendship. I was closer to him than my biological brothers. When he knew no heart was coming to save him, 
He asked me to look out for Rosie and to be there for her in his place. He knew I adored Rosie and he knew I would talk to Rosie about him, that I would help her keep his memory alive. So I did. We're still close today. She adores my husband and I as much as we adore her. So she asked me to act as father of the bride in her wedding. She said it would be the closest thing to having her dad there. She also plans to pin a photo of him into the flowers she carries down the aisle. Where the problem comes in is her stepdad. He's been in her life since she was six. My sister met him 10 months after Jamie died, started dating him after six months of knowing him and introduced them immediately. He and my sister are not very happy that she asked me, her uncle, over her other dad, and they're unhappy with me. They say I prevented Rosie from having another dad, and that my being so present with Rosie and allowing her to talk so much about her dad left no room for Jamie to fill in the father role. That he's been in her life for 18 years now and it's still not enough for him to be the father of the bride. Rosie apologized to me for getting any trouble over this. She told me she couldn't think of a living person she would have over me, and that this is what she wants because her stepdad is not her dad. I told her as long as she's happy with her decision, it changes nothing for me. But her stepdad will not let up, and he told me I should be encouraging her to ask him, and that I'm disrespecting him and all he did for her. That he was there longer than Jamie, and the fact that he still takes priority over him to her, even in this, and that I'm going along with it, pisses him off. He called me a jerk and said I denied Rosie another father. Am I the jerk? I think not only is OP not the jerk, but it's crazy how much emotional manipulation this stepdad is trying to throw OP's way. The way they're talking about it, to me it sounds like they assume they have some god-given right to erase the original father from the picture. That because they're gone and haven't been able to be around for the last 18 years, therefore, okay Rosie, forget about him, this is your new dad. It's weird, there's like a weird, creepy, like, ownership, entitlement. I don't know, the whole thing with the stepdad is really weird, but Opie is definitely not the jerk and bless them for keeping their friend and Rosie's father's memory alive. Cause clearly, apparently everybody else is trying to just chuck it in the dumpster. This next story is, am I the jerk for stealing my own cat back? I got pebbles from a humane society when she was two months old. I love her with my whole heart. She's now five years old, soon to be six. 14 months ago, I had to move to an apartment that didn't allow pets in the contract. I had no choice but to rehome Pebbles and was heartbroken, but my grandma ended up taking care of her for me, so it wasn't so bad because I could visit Pebbles anytime. She was safe in a house, all indoor and well taken care of. Three months ago, grandma died, and of course that was hard enough, but on top of that, Pebbles got grabbed without anyone consulting me and brought to my uncle and aunt's house to live. They put her outside with their other farm cats. I drove out on my day off to see her, and she was looking scared and bedraggled, but they insisted she was fine. I went home heartbroken and angry. Recently, I was able to move into a better apartment that's pet-friendly with a roommate. I asked if I could have Pebbles back, but my aunt said no. That my cousins, female 15 and female 18, have grown attached. But frankly, oh well. So I said fine, okay. Then, last week during work hours, I took off on my lunch break drove to the farm while they were at work in school, found Pebbles, put her in my car, and drove home to my new apartment. It took them two days to even figure she was gone, 
And of course, Aunt called me and asked if I'd taken pebbles. I said yes. She started to yell, so I just said, she's my cat and I gave her to grandma for a while, not you, and then hung up. I think I'm legally in the clear because I took Pebbles back to the vet I took her to for her whole life for a checkup, got her papers up to date, and microchipped her in my name. But my parents called me and told me they were disappointed in me, that it was immature to steal Pebbles, and that the girls are apparently heartbroken. I'm sorry my cousins are sad, but I would do it again. Pebbles is my cat, and they weren't even taking care of her right. I never wanted to give her up anyway. If I'm the jerk, that's fine. God bless those cousins and their poor broken hearts. Do they not realize the hypocrisy in saying that? OP owned that cat for the first five years of their life from the moment they were two months old and loved that cat. They went and stole the cat to begin with. Does OP's heartbreak not matter for anything considering they raised the cat from a kitten? It's just so hypocritical of anybody that tries to argue for their heartbreak and that they've grown attached to the cat. And let's be real, OP probably rescued that cat for a cat that was raised as an indoor cat. I'm sure it wasn't too thrilled with that whole barn cat life. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not waiting for my mother-in-law to finish her prayer before eating? She's a Muslim, so her prayer isn't related to eating, but something she has to do five times daily. My mother-in-law always pulls the stunt of waiting right until food is already served at the table to do her prayer. Doesn't matter whether it's lunch or dinner, everyone is forced to wait for her till the food is gone cold. She would always say, go ahead, don't wait for me, I don't mind the food going cold, but it would be rude not to wait. So we end up waiting and when she's done, she reiterates again why we waited for her and we should have eaten first. So this time, I was really starving and decided to take her word for it. Everyone kept telling me to wait, but I told them, sorry, I'm just really hungry, you can all wait if you want, and then took a part of the main dish to my plate and started to eat in the midst of various dirty glares. When the children saw me eat, they also couldn't hold back anymore and boldly reached for the food. Then everyone ended up also eating, except my sister-in-law. When my mother-in-law came out, she was shocked when she saw everyone eating and the much more skimpy main dish. She said, why yes, do help yourselves, you've stuffed yourselves full already. Sister-in-law immediately jumped in to single me out as the perpetrator who started this while everyone else remained quiet. I told her I thought you didn't mind us starting ahead. And she said in a sarcastic tone, Oh, you thought I didn't mind, huh? Seems like your parents never taught you manners or how to respect your elders. I extend politeness by saying that, but people who have some manners would know not to dig in like a pig. Others start to intercede to calm her down, telling her things like, Don't mind her, she's young. While mother-in-law retorts, What? young, at her age I had three children, etc., and then told them I'm not eating her food and went back to the room. I still found it kind of funny and childish even after we left, until my husband berated me when we got home. He asked me whether I was satisfied now and why I couldn't just be patient, that I knew exactly what I was doing. But even if I did indeed know exactly what I was doing, I believe there was nothing wrong with it, and I'm tired of her pulling these kinds of stunts. But at the same time, I did cause unrest within the family and stirred up things knowingly which might make me the jerk here. Am I the jerk? Look, if somebody says, oh, don't mind me, go ahead, and you go ahead, there is a no way that you're the jerk for that. They literally said, go ahead and do it. Come on, go ahead, hit me. What are you going to do? You going to hit me? 
quote by man who was hit. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not giving anyone my earrings in my will? Context, I was given a pair of handmade gold earrings for my grandmother. She died when I was 12. I still wear them to this day. So I, 30 year old female, have cancer. It's one of the most survivable ones, so I'm trying not to be too worried. To be on the safe side though, I decided I would update my will just in case something were to happen. I left the house to my husband, 30 year old male, and divided my money three ways to go to him, my daughter, 5 year old female, and my sister, 29 year old female. However, when my sister found my will, she was livid. That was because I had said that if I were to die, I would like to be buried with my earrings, as they're very special to me. My sister said that she should get the earrings after I die to be close to me. I don't want to give it to her though. It was given to me as a gift and holds sentimental value. I even got my ears pierced again so that I wouldn't have to swap out the earrings. I told her that it was mine and she wouldn't get it, to which she ran to our mom. My mom's telling me to give it to her while I'm still alive, since my sister's already scared for me and doesn't need this stress. I don't want to, but I'm wondering if I'm the jerk if I told her no. Am I the jerk? I'm not gonna lie, I kinda think it's very disgusting for the mom to tell you, somebody who's dealing with cancer, to just go ahead and give her your belongings now cause they don't need to deal with the stress. She doesn't need to deal with the stress? I'm glad to see their priorities are in order. That said, our final story of the day is, am I the jerk for watching TV while my daughter eats dinner? I have a two-year-old daughter. Most days, my wife feeds her breakfast. I feed her dinner. She mostly feeds herself, but we watch her so she doesn't die, spill stuff all over, or if she has any requests. I love my daughter. I would like that to be clear. She's my favorite person in the world. I spend a ton of time every day horsing around with her, teaching her letters and numbers, reading books. I put her to bed every other night, brush her teeth, etc. I spend a lot of quality time with her in my opinion. However, she is very boring to watch eat. It takes her 30 minutes for what amounts to maybe a cup and a half of food and drinking her milk. She spends about half the time playing with her fork, singing the alphabet, or blathering nonsense. We're also trying to be mindful of using electronics around or in front of her. In particular, no phones at the dinner table. About a week ago, I was preparing dinner with my AirPods in and realized that I could continue listening to music and podcasts while I was watching her eat to at least make it a little more interesting. The other day, I decided to stick my phone in the napkin holder on the table so my daughter couldn't see it and watch Netflix. I thought this was genius. I only have one AirPod in, so I can still hear everything she says. I'm still keeping an eye on her. I'm still sitting in front of her looking in her general direction, but I'm watching TV. Now instead of dreading dinner time, I'm fine with it. Anyway, yesterday my wife came home with my mother-in-law and caught me watching TV. When she came in, I pointed to the AirPod, then to the phone, and gave a thumbs up, thinking she too would think I'm a genius. Well, my wife's not happy. I'm not sure if it's her or if it's her mom who was really not happy, but she thinks I should be spending time with my daughter. I think I am. 
I think my daughter's completely unaware that I'm watching TV, so no harm, no foul. Am I the jerk? In an ideal world, do you devote every second of your time to trying to further the development and engagement with your child? Yeah. But OP said clearly that they spend plenty of time engaging with their kid. I'm definitely not a parent, but I imagine every single day if you're sitting there watching them eat dinner every single day, I'm sure you've already had plenty of dinners and meals where you're engaging them, trying to make conversation with them. It's not like OP is outright ignoring them. This is only a 30 minute window of an entire day. I don't think it expressly makes OP the jerk. What do you guys think? Do you guys think I'm wrong here? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.